0: Welcome to Healthcare Hacks and Connections Podcast. Here you will learn all things podcasting, acquiring amazing tips and tricks required to transform your podcast into an essential tool to grow your business. On this show, we will bring in expert guests from across the healthcare spectrum. They will share their personal stories, discuss their struggles, and give real examples of how a podcast helped to grow their business. Now let's head into this week's episode. All right, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. That so today we have someone with us that I feel like you're going to get a lot out of this episode, especially if you're someone that is a military spouse and you had to kind of displace yourself a couple times. You know, restarting your business and trying to network and collaborate with local, other local practitioners and, and professionals in the space. But I I just want to go into so we have Brooke. Sarnecki with us. She is a sports and eating disorder registered dietitian who works with adolescents and the active population. She is a runner herself who understands the nutritional demands of athletes and the pressure of wellness culture among the athletic population. So I just want to welcome Brooke to this podcast today.
1: Thank you, Nate. So happy to be here.
0: Thank you for coming on. So Brooke, For those that don't really know you and don't know your story, backstory, can you just give us a quick little uh, introduction?
1: Yeah. Like where to even begin? So I've been a dietitian for about three years now, and I've had my business for about three years. So as Nate mentioned, I am a military spouse, and that was really a big reason why I decided to start my own virtual online practice, because we are constantly moving around and I didn't want to be held back by the military in my career. So... That is, you know, I decided to start my online presence and three years in here I am full-time entrepreneur and that's my story. It's a little bit about me.
0: So let's touch on that. You know, you're three years in now, like, what do you feel like is your biggest lesson so far that you've learned from year one to year three now?
1: Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so much, but I was just talking about this yesterday, actually on my Instagram where... I feel like this year is the year where I really want to step into my, my own self. And that sounds kind of silly, but I feel like a lot of business owners get into this mindset where they're like, I have, feel like I have to do this, or I should do this. And they're not actually listening to like what they want to do or what they need to do for them. So year one was a lot of that, like a lot of the shoulds and... The hustle and establishing your you know your clientele. And now year three is like, okay, I've got the reputation. And now I really want to start like aligning myself truly with like only people that I know that I will love to work with. So saying no to opportunities that don't align with me and saying yes to more opportunities that do. And that has been something I've been constantly working on as a business owner. But this year, you know, I really want to make it a priority for me just because, like, your mental health matters so much as a business owner and you've got to protect that mental space. So I guess that'd be my biggest, my biggest difference between year one and year three.
0: I think there's so much power in saying no and in being like comfortable with saying it, because I know a lot of people out there probably like, Oh, you know, but if I say no, and this person's looking for like, say like, they're like, Oh, but you know, uh, they're comparing you to someone else and they're saying like, well, they cost this much and it's like, well, you know, no, I'm not going to charge that much. This is my price, you know, and standing by that and having the confidence to say it. I think there's so much to go from that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's actually it's funny that you brought that up because recently I started accepting insurance in my business and I quickly realized that that's probably not the right route for me, but I needed to go through that experience to know that, right? Like saying yes to insurance was something that I felt like I had to do in my gut as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. And now that I've been able to see it through and know that like, I am worth a lot more than what this insurance company is going to pay me. That has been something that's been really transformational for me and my business. And like, I'm a sports dietitian. I have a specialty. And I deserve to be compensated for that that specialty. So it is, yeah. It's very interesting the evolution of like what you go through as an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, and I think you that was great that you were able to take a lesson from that and kind of grow through it and be like, okay, this isn't the people you know not not they're not the people that you want to work with, but not the compensation you want to be doing your specialty with. You know, and insurance rates are just they keep going down and down, and yeah. it's just like. But and you know it's going to be like nothing. It's going to be like here you're going to work for free. Yeah,
1: I mean it's like it's just promoting burnout, right? And that's what I was experiencing was I was just taking. I mean it was great for like clients. I could take more clients, right? But it quickly became I was super burned out because I was seeing so many clients a day, and so it was just like I wasn't doing my best work. I wasn't giving my best self to my clients, and I I didn't really like the way that that felt for me. So there was definitely. There's pros and cons to either side, right? But for me in my business, it's not a good, not a good model for me.
0: So I'm sure you were able to do this. So I would love to know, like, were you able So the people that were using insurance, were you able to transition them to cash?
1: So with insurance, with nutrition services, a lot of times the clients could see me for an unlimited amount of time. So they never really got transitioned to cash pay. But what I was finding was that, I wasn't seeing them as often as I would have liked to. And it's because I can't really, well, you're not with insurance, you're not bound by any like program length, right? So typically I like to see people for at least three months, um, see them either weekly or every other week. And that way you can really get good established rapport with them and you're able to progress through goals a lot faster and see that transformation a lot faster. But what I was finding is that clients would drop off after like two sessions or three sessions and then. Like we weren't really following through again. I didn't feel like I was giving them the you know level of care that I needed or that they needed. So it was, it was tough. And there's definitely ways to make insurance work for sure. Like I'm not saying that there's not because there is, but again, just the nature of our lifestyle, like we're moving constantly. It's just not really realistic to keep up the, the mental load that insurance uh, puts on, puts on me as, as a practitioner. So.
0: Yeah. And- to your clients too, like you were saying, like you're able to give more dedicated time instead of like, well, you only got this one hour, you know, or you only got this 30 minutes, this is your time slot and this is yeah. all you're gonna get and I'm done after this because I have more people coming in. There, There's there's that uh, that wheel, you know? Yeah. So now you kind of mentioned it there is that, you you know, you're constantly moving. So I wanna get into that of like, the, what how is it mentally going through that?
1: So I'll be honest, we've only had like one major move and we're coming up on our second major move. So we're still, I would say we're still very young in the military journey, but it's tough. Like the first move. So we were moving from Georgia to Alaska and it was really stressful. Like I had no idea what it even entailed. I was like, Alaska. i mean, like, what it's cold. It's dark. Like I just, I had no idea what to expect. Right. So it was a lot of just unknown and uncertainty and it was pretty last minute move too. Like it was just very rushed. So you just kind of like, you just did it (laughs) essentially. But when you get here, you're, you're reestablishing your community. You're trying to meet new people. You're trying to meet new friends. And I felt like, because I am a business owner, it actually helped me get out more because I was like, I need to, you know, just talk about my business more. I need to connect with other people. And through that, I've created amazing friendships, you know, both personally and professionally. And it's definitely hard thinking about, like, I'm going to have to do that again here pretty soon. And I'm going to miss like the community that I've built for myself here. So it's really tough but like, that's just the name of the game. So yeah, it's definitely, like I said, I'm I'm still very new into that whole military world. And I'm sure my perspective will change if we continue to stay in, or my husband continues to stay in, but that's currently my thoughts on that.
0: <laughs> Got it. So, so with your next move, do you already know people in this community? Are you already trying to build relationships or how is...
1: Yeah, so this next move is it is actually going to be a temporary move for like six months. So I don't know, like, what I'm going to be able to do in that six months. I'm also going to be going on maternity leave during that time. So it's like kind of it's going to be an interesting move for sure. But I don't have any connections like in Missouri, which is where we're moving next. So yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm really hoping to just keep my established connections in Alaska and help keep that flow going and connected with my other colleagues here, but we'll see, it's going to be a whole new adventure and a whole new, like, I guess just, I don't even know, like seeing what works. Right. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about collaborating. So, cause you are saying, you know, you're going to try to stay in touch with your, your Alaska friends and, and colleagues and, and other professionals. How did you, when you, when you okay let's start now starting, like, how did you network with these people? Like, did you walk into their office? Did you, did you meet them in a, in a grocery store and and they were like, oh, you know, actually I own a practice down the street, I'm a dentist or whatever.
1: So a lot of my networking, because it was during COVID, so we moved here in 2020. So you couldn't really walk into a doctor's office at that point. So, I did a lot of my networking on Facebook and Instagram. And one of the greatest connections that I have made here shout out to Runner's Edge Alaska. I cold DM'd them on Facebook because they were like they were a running physical therapy clinic. And so I was like, that's perfect. Like, I'm a running dietitian, I'm a sports dietitian. And I reached out to them and like, you never know what you're going to get with those cold DMs. Right. But she was just like, so thrilled to have somebody reach out to her. And she's like, I've been looking for a sports nutritionist. And it was just like one of those moments where you're like, okay, this is why, like, this is worth it. And to this day, like, we still have a very close relationship. We refer clients back and forth to each other. And it's just been like a really, really great way to connect. And I mean, Instagram, you have endless opportunities to connect with people, same with Facebook, but You know, that's just what I did is I would follow the the clinics. I would message them if I felt like I had a connection with them. And yeah, it worked out.
0: (laughs) I think there's a lesson there for people is like, you know, even though we kind of get annoyed of like you know the cold DMs from other people I know I always get the hey you want to grow your your following to 10,000 followers or whatever those ones it's like okay ignoring those but there's actual people out there in your DMs or you even doing it is that you're just trying to serve and you're trying to help and, and I think that is important
1: yeah and you know I don't I've actually shifted my business model a lot in terms of like What I do, I don't ever send cold DMs to like prospective clients anymore. It just does not vibe with me. But with business owners, it's a little bit different because yeah, it's like, how can I serve you? Like how I can be a benefit to your community. And honestly, business owners just like to connect with one another. Like it's just another way to network, right? So I do find, and this might just be like a mindset shift for me, but I do find that it's a lot easier for me to cold DM and feel comfortable cold DMing business owners because there's a mutual connection there. And a lot of times the other business owners like so happy to connect with somebody else. Right. So it's definitely, you have to be thinking about, you have to actually have a connection with that other person to reach out. You can't just like be weird and reach out if you have like no connection with them. So.
0: Yeah. And usually I'll even tell people kind of my way is like, I'll find something they posted, you know, or something that they posted. And I'm like, Oh, I actually like that, you know? And then it's like, I have a podcast. So I'm like, Hey, you want to come on the podcast, talk about that topic, you know? And then they're like, heck yeah. They're like, I didn't even know I could do that or, or whatever. Yeah. And it's just a lower barrier instead of, Hey, buy my product, whatever. Right.
1: <laughs> and like not expecting anything in return. Right. But yeah. when you're networking with a ne- like fellow business owners, it's not... You're always gonna get something out of it, regardless of like if you get clients from them or not, right? Like you're still practicing your networking skills, you're still connecting with another human being. Like there's always a benefit to doing that. So I always tell people like, don't have the expectation that they're just gonna like automatically send you clients. Like you have to build that rapport. And even if they never send you clients, like you've already established another person that knows of you. And that that in of itself is powerful. So yeah, I just Give value and don't expect anything in return is my philosophy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, for people that are older, probably listening, you know, this is kind of the new boots on the ground method of of reaching out to people. Uh, normally you'd go print out your flyers at a Kinko's or whatever. I don't even know what <laughs> printer thing they have now, but you know, you do that and you go do your round and you'd be walking through the shopping mall or whatever, and I can't handing out your, your card or handing out your um your uh postcard or, or <laughs> whatever flyer flyer that's what i was thinking yeah but now it's you know this is your flyer you know and and actually the way that i look at it too is your profile your your instagram your social profile social media is the flyer
1: yes yep 100 percent.
0: so in thinking that then because I know you focus on on social media a good amount, is like, what do you even want to have on there? In terms of like, you know, I guess, how do it
1: attract like the people who you want to connect with? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, what's worked out really well, I mean, you have to be talking about your niche constantly. So I work with runners, I work with athletes, active individuals. Um, when you open my Instagram, that's, hopefully the first thing that you see right is i'm a dietitian for runners and athletes right in my like instagram bio and then all of my posts subsequently are always about that they're always including something about nutrition tips for for runners or nutrition tips for the active population like there's always something like talking about that so it's very niche specific and what else what else is is there to put on your instagram
0: <laughs> no yeah i think that's perfect you know talking to your niche and then just presenting it like, okay, you know, if this is something you're interested in, like, how can I work with you? And then it's like, here, this is how you do it. Here's a link tree to my application or, yes. or whatever to sh- set up an eval, something like that, where people are able to work with you in some way. Or I know I'm assuming you probably have this because of the person you work with is, uh, lead magnets.
1: Yeah, I mean, my lead magnets. I would say would be like when I have when I go on other people's podcasts. That would be like my lead magnet because I don't have. I've never had an email list. That is something that for years I'm like, I need an email list. I just I don't know. It's something. It's just a mental roadblock for me. Anyway, so those are like my lead magnets, and I also I view my Instagram content as like. My leads, or like that's my free value to you. I, that is one of my offers. Like my offer is my Instagram for free. Like that's the way that you can connect with me for free. So I think the Instagram in of itself can be, you know, a lead magnet for sure. But going back to the link tree thing, really quick, I think it's really important to mention that it needs to be easy to get to your application. Like don't make people click through five different things to get to your application, right? Like. It needs to be at the top of the, the link tree. It needs to be one click, and then like you're there, you're at the application. Because if it's hard, people aren't going to do it. And I've I've experienced that myself, where if the application is like two pages long, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Got to keep that attention span.
0: Yeah, and I think even because I've seen it in some peoples is like they go they link people to their website, and then from the website they're like, oh, now you should go in here to the application. It's like. It should literally be like a one step done. Yes. Because the attention spans of people, you know, they're like, even when I'm, I'll even give it references. Like, even if I'm searching for, like, they have to fix something in my house, right? And I'm searching on Google or I'm searching on YouTube, and I'm not going to, if there's a 10 minute video versus a two minute video, like, I'm going for that two minute video. Yes. And, and, and time. St- yeah, time. So just think of that and put yourself in other people's um, shoes, you know, when you're thinking of these things.
1: Yep. And that's, that's partially the reason why I still don't have an email list because I hate emails.
0: <laughs> I do too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i like, do I really want to contribute to another person's email inbox?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay. Let's talk about a little bit more about collaborations because I yeah. know you work with uh, someone that we we both know mutually. It's Dwayne Scotty, and um, so let's talk about how did that even develop, and you know how can even someone else go about kind of collaborating in the expectations of it for the let's say the owner versus the person helping.
1: Yeah. So I, when and I originally were connected because we had the same business coach. So immediately right off the bat, we had like a very, I don't want to say like safe connection, but a trusted connection. Right. And so really the way that we started collaborating was, I believe, Dwayne had wanted to bring on some more like nutrition support into his programs to make them more well-rounded. So Dwayne is a running coach. He did. He's a physical therapist. So he had the physical therapy piece of his run coaching program. And obviously the run coaching built out. So he was like the missing piece of nutrition. And what I offered to him to get that connection established was I'm going to provide free 30 minute calls to all of your one-on-one clients for uh, X amount of months. And what that did was that allowed me to connect not only with Dwayne's community, but also show Dwayne like my value and what their athletes could be gaining from having this nutrition support in their like run coaching program, the healthy runner program. And really what that transpired into is me working with some of his clients. And I'm also now a run coach, like on Dwayne's team as like a, a dietitian. So they have, you know, the... The nutrition coaching piece and the run coaching piece and the strength training piece. And I've provided a lot of value on Dwayne's podcast. So, like, I gave a lot of value to Dwayne's community to show him, like, this is why nutrition is so important for your community. And because of that, we created a collaboration and now we work together and it's been great. Um, But I also want to be super transparent and say, like, that's not the reality of every connection that I've made, right? there's lots of connections that i have reached out to and they didn't want to connect with me or they already had a dietitian on their team or you know they just weren't interested and that's fine so expectation management i think is also a key piece of this conversation as well
0: yeah and i think knowing kind of like we were talking about before when you're networking it's not always going to lead to a sale you know by setting that expectation i think out the door, then it's like cool. You know, we're just going in this to serve, to help, and to help these people's clients. You know, and and at the end of the day, it always comes back to it. It comes back to your why of why you're doing this. You know, and if your why is money, then you know maybe you're in the wrong wrong uh, industry.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's something that, as actually, you know, you asked me the question like first year, third year business owner. First year business owner, a lot of us are like, how can I make money? Right? Like, how can I make as much money as possible? And so you're hustling, you're doing things that you're just saying yes to everything because you're just wanting to make money. And then you get to a certain point where you're like, okay, like the money is here, but now I'm freaking burned out because I'm not doing what I want to do. And so you have to, then that becomes the question of like really honing in on your why and like, why did you begin this business? Because Making money is great, but like that's only going to get you so far. And I went through that a lot of times. Like I've changed my niche a couple of times. And now I finally feel like I'm in a niche where like I'm truly serving the people in the way that I want to serve them. And I am passionate about what I'm doing. It's aligned with my why. And so that, you know, helps tremendously. But yeah, like you have to have a different why other than just like, I want to make money. Cause that's, of course, where we all start. I mean, that's, at least where I started, right? Because I just wanted to make money on the side and see what happens. But it's got to be more than that.
0: Yeah. Think deeper, not, not wider. Mm-hmm. is is what, the way that I see it. Okay. So I know we, we, were, we didn't talk about this, but you talked about it beforehand. So I'm going to bring it up now. Is You're thinking of starting a podcast. Yeah. Why do you want to start a podcast?
1: Yeah, the same reasons why we've we've been chatting about like this whole conversation is make more connections, serve people at a higher level and offer people something different than just my Instagram. Because right now my Instagram is the only way people can really connect with me. And so Instagram is a lot of short stuff, right? It's like one minute reels or one minute stories. And there's just so much more that I have to say and so much more that I want my followers to like hear from me. And so I just want people to be able to connect with me on a deeper level. And the podcast is going to be something that's I'm able to do that. And I just... It's really fun to connect with other people. Like I love going on other people's podcasts. I think it's so fun. And I could talk to people for days about nutrition or business. And so <laughs> it's just like, it makes sense. Like, Why wouldn't you do that? And the, the last reason is when I do go on maternity leave, I want something that's like that i could still potentially do like i'm not going to tie myself into anything but i want to be able to connect with other people during that time if i want to so like to open the door for that just to have something that keeps the business going while on maternity leave and again just keeping continuing to serve my population in a way that feels good to me
0: those are all great reasons And, and i love it that i mean like you said you're not pigeonholing yourself with locking, locking yourself in that you're going to do this, but you're going to use the podcast to build that network and continue to build that network while you're on maternity leave. But also, I mean, using it to create content and multiple pieces of content from it. So then you're not thinking you're you're not doing you know multiple uh, work for yeah. yourself and and you know your team that that you're establishing. It's that hey, content's all here. Just go get it from there
1: yeah absolutely and so that's that's really exciting and like i said like the big thing was like i just love podcasts like i'm always like oh you know like whose podcast can i like go and chat about you know under and sports on or like how i create my business i just love talking about things that i love to do so it's just like why why not start one
0: and then even to to give you an idea for that right it's like the barrier for a lot of people is, is getting onto a podcast, right? So you're getting onto that podcast. You could ask, but you could also invite these people onto your podcast. And then, exactly. and then afterwards it's like, Hey, actually I have a podcast, you know, and, and you can go talk further on this on yours. And it's like, Oh yeah, that'd be cool.
1: Absolutely. And that was a big reason
0: too. It's like, I want to be able to
1: offer you know an opportunity for them. So it's not just like something I'm gaining. Right. So it's like, Hey, I'd love for you to come on my podcast. And if, You want me on yours like that'd be awesome too so it just kind of opens up that gate for for further collaboration
0: yep yep and then who knows what it leads to you know as like we just said it just go in with no expectations and it could be the biggest thing in the world that it leads to i I don't know but um (laughs) it's all all the possibilities yeah totally all right so We're towards the end of the podcast. What's so now? So my listeners know what that means is we bust out these things called pod decks. And these are just a random deck of questions that help us dive a little more into you. Okay. Let's see. Mm. I'm trying to find some. We've done a bunch. So I'm like, got to find one that we haven't done in a while. (laughs) Kind of could get deep. What do you want more of in your life? Oh, what do I want more of in my life? Ooh,
1: that's a really good question. Right. It's kind of, that's hard. Um, Yeah. I feel like just kind of, I'm in this like more of a rebuilding phase right now in my business. Again, I feel like we all kind of go through that a lot more, uh, man, this is so tough. I would say more time freedom but still able to serve my clients and my population in the way that I feel good about which is a tricky balance sometimes but i would say more time freedom and more offers like on top of that because if you have more offers you're able to i guess free up your time more because you're you know you've got more groups and stuff like that so that i would say more time freedom
0: i was going to say I had more time if we could all have more time everything would get solved right
1: Well, that's the thing, would it?
0: (laughs) It's true, would it? Okay, here we go. Another one. Would you like to be famous and in what way?
1: No, I would not like to be famous. I'm very introverted and I would not like to be famous at all. (laughs) I'm happy in my small little bubble.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, I've thought of that especially just because I've, I've seen, you know, like reactions to other things. And it's like, it's like, no, I wouldn't want like everyone to know every, well, I mean, technically we do this with their social media, but <laughs> everyone to know everything you're doing every time, every, all, all the time of every day. And it's yes. like, look, I'm just trying to have, you know, you're going to have a kid soon so I'm just trying to have time with my kid like, just leave me alone.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like. And like, what level of fame are you talking about? I'm thinking, you know, like superstar, like the Kardashians, you know, like, I don't want to be that famous. Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause, and then I always wonder about them too. It's like, is this really them? Or is this like, right? you know, a screen <laughs> we're looking at? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You really don't know. Okay. Here we go. This is kind of a good way to end it. What are top, what would you say are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur business owner
1: yeah for sure consistency is that a trait i would say that's a trait
0: <laughs> oh yeah that's a trait
1: a consistency um resilience you have to be resilient and integrity
0: awesome i think i'm gonna add one more question here okay because okay. i feel like it kind of is in there a little bit in that question that we just said so i'm a i'm a nerd You know, you see all the comic stuff behind me and stuff. I don't know if you are or would know, but describe your business as a superhero. Oh, this is not the question for me. Uh, It's not the question for you. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Let's see, let's see, can can we, as a movie, as a movie, there you go. No, even worse. Really? (laughs) A show?
1: Oh man. A show. I don't know because I like okay so this is how my brain works I am not my brain is not creative in the sense where I can't like connect characters to like scenarios in my life like it's very hard for me to do that I've always struggled with that it's like being okay. literature. Um, like English class I'd be like what is this trying to tell you I'm like I have no idea I just read that sentence and that's it like that's as far as it goes for me <laughs>
0: all right all right well let's just say this okay what is your favorite movie and why
1: my favorite movie and why can we go with favorite show favorite show go for it okay favorite show of all time has to be Grey's Anatomy because it's one of those shows that like it keeps you inspired right like it's always kind of there's like these feel-good shows i think there's is a feel-good show Some people might say it's like a sad show but i think it's a feel-good show and it's one of those shows that keeps me keeps me inspired to keep doing what i'm doing to make a difference and so that that is my favorite show
0: have you watched all all 16 seasons it's on
1: 16 right i have watched most of them i have had trouble getting through the last couple seasons uh-huh. um, as the show has changed so much. And so now I kind of, I've, I've transitioned into new Amsterdam, which is like the modern day Grey's Anatomy.
0: Um, yes. So yeah, I like that one new Amsterdam, yeah. um, but I don't like their infection control. So I can't deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, you just went into someone and now you're, you're just walking out with it, the gown <laughs> and you're touching stuff. And I'm like, what is going on here?
1: Did we have more representation for dietitians they these shows though? Like I wish we had some more representation.
0: <laughs> so that's another thing is like, why don't, why isn't there more reputation of dietitians? And they finally did it in New Amsterdam where they put a physical therapist. I think I even saw the SLP, right? There's a speech language pathologist in there. Yep. Yeah. But why not? Why, why do you think, why do I think that is? Yeah. Um, Truly, I don't
1: feel that dietitians are super valued in the hospital system. Mm. I worked clinical for a long time. You know, I love certain aspects of clinical, but I just feel that we're often forgotten. Um, and a lot of times, I think that's because dietitians are pretty shy too. Like we're not willing to like, you know, speak up or stand up for what we think would be best for our patients. And not not that it's just that we get rolled over a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's likely why. But. I don't know. I just feel like dietitians aren't super well known in general in the in the, the general population. So I tell people I'm a dietitian, they're like, what is that? A nutritionist.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that just tells you then if you're listening here, you know, like speak about what you do. Yeah. Tell people, you know, and, and get it out there so then they can ask questions and then there's your content right there. But yeah, I think the same thing from physical therapy and even occupational therapy. Because I remember one time a guy came in to physical therapy and they thought like they were massage therapists. They're like, oh, I thought you were just going to massage my foot. It's like, no, it's like, you're going to get up and try to use your foot. Like this is not, <laughs> massage therapy is up upstairs if you want that, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with dietitians. It's like, oh, I thought you were just going to tell me what to eat. I was like, oh no, we're going deeper than that. We went deeper than that.
0: <laughs> there you go. See, and then, so here we go. This is what you can do with your podcast. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. We're going to, we're going to hope to see that come out at least hopefully this year. All right. So that's uh, the end of it. But uh Brooke, I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast. So for the listeners that are like, Hey Brooke, I really enjoyed this conversation, you know, and it's like, hey, I possibly want to work with you. How can they do that?
1: Yes, please head over to my Instagram at Intentful Nutrition. Uh, that's the best way to get in touch with me just to see more about me and my philosophy. And then I also have a website, intentfulnutrition.com, where you can learn more about me and apply to my programs. But I'd love to see you on Instagram.
0: Perfect. All right. And for the listeners, don't forget to rate, review, and follow for more episodes. Peace, guys. See ya. For more inspiring conversations like this one, I invite you to join my free Facebook group, Healthcare Hacks and Connections. Also, be sure to subscribe, rate, review on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lastly, be sure to follow our socials on Instagram, Instagram, the podcast underscore doc and Nate Novice on Facebook. Thank you and have a great day.